Hello everyone. I, Ratan, your host, welcomes all our listeners to a brand new episode of Tech Discourses. Today we talk about agile software development and two of the most popular agile techniques out there, Scrum and Kanban. Before we start the main discussion, I guess it's worthwhile to begin with a brief background of Agile as a software development technique. And then we can jump straight into the Scrum and Kanban methods. Any IT product, application, or software development effort is made up of stakeholders who are invested in the success of the product. These stakeholders typically comprise customers or users, executives, development team comprising architects, product owners, analysts, UX, UI developers, software developers, testers, etc. In conventional waterfall projects, the teams form strict structures and protocols for delivery of the desired work. Waterfall stresses on strict finished start approach where end of a stage is prerequisite for subsequent stages to start. In Agile approach, however, the same structures are loosely defined and followed, while protocols are generally flexible and come with only recommended status. Further, Agile is typically defined by iterative small pieces of functionality delivered rapidly and in close collaboration with the customers and or end users. Agile doesn't follow finish-to-start approach, rather stresses on parallel tracks of work which can be finished separately or together. Remember, in Agile, the focus is to develop small pieces of application or software that can be put to immediate use by the end users or the customers, thereby gathering valuable feedback as the teams go about developing further pieces of software. Agile focuses on iterative approach, which means that at the end of every predefined sprint or small time periods, there is an potentially shippable piece of software. In Agile projects, product owner or product manager is responsible for maintaining the details of what is being built. The amount of work to be done in a project is recorded in what's known as a product backlog. The product backlog is the primary responsibility of the product owner and the product backlog is the contains all the pieces of the software that are going to work together. Product backlog, in other words, is a list of features and user stories required to complete the work in a typical agile development. It is the product owner's responsibility to work with the development team to organize the product backlog into a list of prioritized features and user stories, which dev teams then use to pull sprint backlog and deliver useful working increments of software iteratively. Product backlog features and user stories are continually revised, updated, and modified as project proceeds along and as more clarity is achieved through a collaborative approach with the customer. That, folks, is the heart of the agile software development. Now, coming to our main topic today, Scrum versus Kanban. Scrum and Kanban are two of the most popular software development approaches under agile. Both the approaches have lot in common, yet both have points of divergence as well. Many experts consider Kanban as the methodology closest to the spirit of Agile principles. 
It is often contended that while Scrum does contain vital benefits like continuous feedback loop and the ability for teams to self-organize independently. These benefits are effectively absorbed by the self-arrangement features of Kanban. In Scrum and Kanban both, the focus is on efficiencies and transparency. Both the approaches are agile and lean and favor using clear, most obstruction-free path. Scrum and Kanban both target to deliver usable software early, efficiently, and as seamlessly as possible through breaking features into easily manageable pieces of work. Further, both Scrum and Kanban feature self-organizing learning teams which evolve with time. Scrum teams work in a series of sprints. Each sprint is characterized by certain ceremonies and artifacts at the end of each sprint. Think of sprint as a time-boxed period of one, two, or three weeks, sometimes four weeks, but never longer than four weeks. Scrum teams typically means the product owner, development team, and scrum master. In many cases, depending upon the composition of the team, testers, business analysts, and in few cases, DevOps personnel are considered part of the development team. Before each sprint, there is a sprint kickoff meeting, which is attended by the Scrum Master, product owner, and the development team. The development teams consult with the product owner to discuss the items on the backlog to identify and prioritize the work they can deliver at the end of the time box interval, in other words, known as the sprint. The selected items become the sprint backlog. Remember, only the development team has the right to include items in the sprint backlog. And the sprint backlog becomes the sole focus of the development team for the next two weeks or the time period of the sprint. This sprint backlog is held sacrosanct and as far as possible, no new items are allowed unless under exigent circumstances. There are occasions when dev team is not able to complete all the prioritized work in the sprint. In such cases, the incomplete items are transferred back to the product backlog at the end of the sprint to be taken up during subsequent sprints or reprioritized for future. Remember, prioritization and reprioritization are both central to Agile. During the sprint, which is typically two to four weeks in duration, daily stand-up calls is organized by the Scrum Master where each development team member is invited to cover three things. What was done yesterday, what will be done today, and any blockers, risk, issues. It is the Scrum Master's responsibility to record all blockers, risks, issues, and seek resolution to clear development team's path. Scrum Master is also responsible to maintain the decorum by ensuring daily stand-up meetings takes place daily, that most members participate and speak up, and the duration of the meeting doesn't exceed 15 minutes. At the end of the sprint, sprint review or sprint demo or showcase of new functionality, meeting and sprint representative sprint retrospective are held to present what the team has delivered and what are the lessons learned respectively to ensure that the next sprint is more effective than the last. It is generally a good practice to document these sessions, especially where customer sign-offs need to be obtained. In Kanban, on the other hand, there are no defined sprints and there is no defined prioritized backlog required to build an increment of working software at the end of iteration.
This doesn't mean that there are no defined sprint goals or there are no defined goals in Kanban development. The development teams in Kanban work in a continuous manner as per its capacity. As the dev team works on the prioritized product backlog directly, there is no separate sprint backlog. Dev team keeps pulling items from the prioritized backlog as soon as one item is finished or any capacity becomes available. That is the most crucial difference between Scrum and Kanban. The capacity of dev team in each phase determines the number of user stories or features it can pull to work upon. During each phase of development, that is build, coding, testing and, and marking items as done, movement of backlog items frees up capacity in the preceding phase. As capacity is freed up in one phase, pressure is on the preceding phase to move work up. This pull mechanism exerted by each subsequent phase on the previous phase results in movement of work through phases. Kanban has no time box iterations or sprints and as such doesn't place a hard limit for each iterated delivery or increment of working software or any improvements that are being targeted as a goal. Kanban teams generally work as per the workflow, which are defined as goals. The team expects to make continual improvements in an evolutionary manner as the teams get more mature. That's primarily the reason that some seasoned software developers and managers favor Kanban as the go-to approach while, while managing production support processes. In each Kanban board, there are specified columns. Under each column is a limited set of color notes that signify the tasks assigned to the given column as per the workflow. As studies have noted, 80% of information is gathered visually, which makes the Kanban board a powerful tool for noticing and remembering the things that must be done. In a nutshell, Kanban has got no time restrictions. There could be but optional sprints, but again, it's not laid down strictly. The main goal is to achieve a state of continuous flow, wherein one work item is finished and it progresses up the chain and the next work item is pulled into the chain. On the other hand, Scrum is a strict time-boxed approach. The work needs to be completed in a predefined period of time. Further, under Kanban, no set rules are defined. Practically speaking, it makes sense for someone to serve as a product owner, project manager, or supervisor, especially for medium to large projects which are more complex. But the roles may also theoretically evolve with the needs of the project and the environment. A Kanban team is not required to be cross-functional since Kanban workflow is intended to be used by any and all teams involved in the project. Therefore, a team of specialists and a separate team of generalists may be working on different aspects of the same Kanban project from the same board at the same time, all in order to pursue the defined goals. Unlike Scrum, where the focus is to produce an increment of working software at the end of the time box sprint, in Kanban, teams strive to achieve goals, which means complete the workflow states and reduce the time amount of time to complete the entire process. A reduction in the average time cycle may be one of the indicators of success. In Kanban, commitment is agreed based on the capacity. In Kanban, team members commit to finish a started task before picking a new one. In Scrum, 
the team uses print forecasting to see how much work can be done and try to meet the forecast by the end of the sprint. This forecast or the amount of stories or the amount of work that the development team undertakes to complete in the, sp in the sprint at the start of the sprint is often known as sprint goal. Under Scrum, work in progress is limited in each iteration. The team has committed to the number of tasks or user stories and has adapted that scope as per sprint backlog. This is the scope that the team is ready to accomplish during the sprint. All the items can theoretically move to the work in progress section simultaneously. In Kanban, however, the limit for each stage of the workflow is defined and noted on the Kanban board clearly. Kanban limits work in progress per workflow state to this number, which is nothing but the capacity of the project teams working on the Kanban board. For example, if there are five developers and each developer has committed to one user story or task, then number five is denoted on the Kanban board to indicate the maximum capacity available in that phase. Consequentially, there shouldn't be more than five items in the particular phase. Kanban focuses on just-in-time planning instead of planning big batches of work. In Scrum, the work is planned and divided into a set of smaller user stories at the beginning of each sprint. Under Scrum, only the development team can edit the sprint backlog once it has been committed. In Kanban, the Kanban board may be edited by a product owner. According to Essential Kanban Condensed Guide, Kanban has evolutionary defined two hats that the team members can wear. Service Request Manager and Service Delivery Manager. The hat of Service Request Manager is an alternative to the product owner. In Kanban, there is also a culture of Slack resources or free-flowing resources who can don generalized or specialized hat to help resolve bottlenecks as and when needed. For example, if a resource has completed his or her task, he or she is free to move up to help another team member on a task which is in blocked states, state or on critical path. Equally well, the free resource can choose to take up a fresh task or user story from the backlog queue. Once again, Kanban has no time restrictions. There could be but optional sprints and the main goal is to achieve a state of continuous flow. In some Kanban teams, there is an additional section on the Kanban board, an urgency section which is typically represented as a swim lane. This section may be used for an unpredicted urgent task from the backlog or a bottleneck task from the board. In such an event, the urgent or bottleneck task is moved to urgency swim lane where it becomes the first priority for the team or any developer who comes up free. To sum it up, in conclusion, Scrum and Kanban are often used interchangeably or thought to be two sides of the same coin. As both approaches are used to drive efficiency and utilize product backlog and common terms, the different nature doesn't seem apparent to a layman. In reality, however, there are significant differences between these two methodologies. An often raised complaint about Scrum is the length of its time box sprints and the rigidity through which time boxed iterations are imposed, which are considered too long when employed with startups. The main criticism stems from the fact that lengthy rigid sprints lead to infrequent releases, which can cause work teams to drag their feet or become accustomed to slow pace when responding to the needs of customers.
Similarly, in case of undersized prints, where the scope of work for each release is large, the larger features need to be broken into smaller iterations, which are unlikely to deliver full value to a customer and might end up confusing the customers and end users. The set time box lengths of Scrum were designed to offer consistency and may not always be useful in a world where technological innovations move at a faster rate than before. Kanban tackles problems raised in Scrum with a different scheduling protocol where instead of operating with time box sprints, Kanban restricts the number of things that a, that a team collectively can focus on during any particular time span. Hence, the benefits of Kanban are twofold. Organizations can get more response from the marketplace and they are able to adjust to the demands of that input with greater agility. In that sense, Kanban is often considered the most close to agile spirit. Understanding these differences is key to choosing the path that will work best in a given environment. In Scrum, the visual techniques of of displaying the work visibly are varied and they can they can consist of boards and backlogs and burn downs whereas in kanban it's generally one board with various swim lanes dedicated to defining the work that the team is pulling in and pushing out in scrum once again there are multiple ceremonies like daily scrum meetings, sprint planning, sprint review, sprint retrospective. Whereas in Kanban, the daily scrum and the review or retrospective on set frequency and planning are ongoing events. In scrum, once again, there are defined time boxed iterations, which are known as sprints. And in Kanban, largely there are no such time box iterations and it's a continuous flow of work in scrum once again the teams that are working are generally cross-functional and in kanban the teams consist of both generalized developers and specialized developers there is a differentiation in the roles of people working on the scrum and the kanban teams and generally in scrum product owner scrum master and team are the most and and the team of developers are the most commonly defined roles in kanban on the other hand development team is the only defined role plus any roles which are needed like a delivery manager or a project manager or a product manager and finally in kanban the focus is to pull in work items just as capacity frees up. It's like a continuous flow of just-in-time inventory and and pulling in work items as, as, as there is capacity. In Scrum, the focus is on planning and planning for smaller iterative sprints. That wraps up today's discussion, folks. Um, I hope you found it useful and informative. We'll be back soon with more discussions. Thank you very much for listening in. Have a great day or a week ahead.